Welcome to Hope Survives Podcast. I'm your host, Christabel Braden, a traumatic brain injury survivor and advocate, singer-songwriter, speaker, and creator of Hope After Head Injury. This podcast is all about hope, support, and education as we explore the realities of life with brain injury with messages of encouragement, interviews with doctors and professionals, and survivor stories. So glad that you found us today. No matter where you're at on your journey, there is always hope. All right, it's time for part two of the resources and treatment options. And because there's so much to share about this, I've decided to turn this into more of a long-standing series. And so throughout the indefinite future, I'll be doing different episodes on different options. And so if you have any feedback or if there are certain types of therapy or resources that you want to hear about, you can contact me and let me know. I'll put my contact information in the show notes along with social media contact as well. But as for today, we're going to be talking to two amazing professionals in the world of brain injury. We've got Lexi Campbell, who is a music therapist and the founder of Camp Cranium, which is a camp for kids with brain injuries. She's going to be talking all about music therapy and the different ways that it can help with brain injury and memory and speech and processing trauma and all the different ways that music can help. It's incredible. And it's a great interview. It's actually inspired me to, in the future, have another episode specifically about music. And so you'll have to stay tuned for that one. She's also going to be sharing about Camp Cranium, which is an incredible camp for kids with brain injuries. And then next up, we have Natasha Wilch, who is absolutely incredible. She is a physical therapist from Canada, actually. She's based in Western Canada, and she's dedicated her career to working with individuals with concussion. And so she is the owner of Symphony Rehabilitation and the co-founder of Concussion Compass. And today she's going to be talking all about physical therapy and the practice itself and the different types of PT and the ways that it can help with different types of brain injury. She's also going to be addressing symptoms that PT can help with and sharing about Concussion Compass, which is an incredible resource for those living with post-concussion syndrome. So needless to say, we have a great episode ahead. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and stay tuned for more. And I hope this episode is able to provide some education and encouragement on your healing journey today. Let's get started. I'm here with Lexi Campbell, who is a music therapist and you're a nurse as well, yes. right? Yes. And a nurse and the founder of Camp Cradium, which is a camp for kids with brain injury. And today I'm going to be asking her about music therapy, how it can help with brain injury, and then we're going to talk about camp. So welcome to the podcast, Lexi. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here and I'm so excited that you are doing a podcast like this. I just feel like there's so much out there to support people with brain injury and it's just important to get the word out about all those resources. So thank you for doing this. Oh, well, thank you for coming on. Sure. So yeah, let's just start out with music therapy. What is it and how can it help with brain injury? 
So music therapy is kind of just a broad term for using music as the therapeutic tool. And people who are music therapists, like board certified music therapists, actually go to school for music therapy. And the equivalent of their degree is like psychology, like counseling degree, but all of our approach is music based. So it really has wide reaching effects and on the populations that we can serve and the approaches that we take. So it really can be applied in so many different areas. For me personally, my goal was to be a medical music therapist focusing in pediatrics. And so after I finished my grad degree from Drexel, I got hired at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and they hired me specifically for the rehab unit. And I worked there for almost five years. And one of the primary populations that I worked with was brain injury. And through my time there, I was able to develop, you know, all kinds of different approaches for the patients in many different areas and reaching many different goals, as well as co-treating with some of the therapists like speech, occupational therapy, and physical therapy. So I could probably talk for hours. I won't, but (laughs) (laughs) basically um, some of the main goals that I was working on as a music therapist to brain injured children were number one, processing trauma. So we know that people with brain injury, you know, there was like pre-brain injury person, and then there is post-brain injury person. And many times those are two different people. And just being able to process that occurrence, like how did I go from here to here and how do I kind of make peace with the new self and make the best of it and, you know, get to a place of acceptance so that I can move forward with this new brain that I have. So Mm -hmm. um, in that instance, I used a lot of songwriting exercises because You know, sometimes it's hard when you're just talking to somebody to access those emotions and words and feelings to express the pain, the trauma, the loss and grieving that people experience after brain injury. And especially in children, it's really hard to do that verbally. And then when you add a brain injury onto that, it makes it that much harder. So with songwriting, you know, I allowed them to have this safe space where they could express those, you know, less safe feelings of anger and loss and grief and really express it through the song. And if it was a situation where words weren't able to be accessed, then we would do instrumental songwriting. So even just improv in the moment, let's create this song and express what's on your heart today. You know, sometimes they would come in and be happy because, you know, they accomplished all these goals in their other therapy sessions. So maybe we could express that joy and excitement in a song, but sometimes they were frustrated and angry and just so over being in the hospital and, and over having to address, you know, one issue after another, after another. And so, you know, sometimes it was like, come in here, let's beat some drums, you know, let's, let's create an angry song, you know, and then you can go from that place and kind of release all of that emotion and then move towards a place of healing. So that was definitely a huge part of my treatment for all ages for my patients with brain injury. That's amazing. 
That's really helpful. And of course, I'm a little bit biased because I'm a songwriter. (laughs) And through my journey of brain injury, writing music and expressing myself through music really, really helped me with communication and really helped me to kind of integrate these different executive functioning things that I didn't have outside of songs. So I could sing and I could put together the way I felt into a lyric Mm -hmm. that I couldn't express in a conversation. Yes, absolutely. You know, music accesses a different part of your brain. Um, And it's interesting because, you know, I used to work also with the elderly population, specifically those struggling with dementia. And, you know, they wouldn't recognize who I was. They wouldn't know who their kids were in daily functioning. However, if I started playing a song that they loved, they would know every single word, every verse, every chorus. You know, there were some times where they were correcting me on lyrics and I didn't know the song very well. And I'm, you know, like playing along, trying to keep up with them. They would be right on task, right with the words. I didn't even have to know them all. So just from that, that tells you that music is accessing a different part of the brain. And so with that knowledge, then applying that to brain injury, you know, you can create so many different pathways as alternates to the ones that have been damaged. And so we really utilize music to create those new pathways. So for instance, I had some patients who could not remember their home address or their phone number or even sometimes their name. So you know, just sitting there trying to like, okay, let's remember your name. That's not very helpful. However, music, it creates those different pathways. So when I would introduce it, I would introduce learning their name, address, phone number in a musical way. So we'd either create a song with their their information in it, or I would have even just a drum beat. So I would get a drum beat and then we'd work on, like if I was trying to help you learn your name, we'd be like, Christabel. Christabel. And then we'd start singing it and kind of transition that way. And that was just a different way to access that information in their brain and bypass the areas that had that damage. So we would do that a lot for just information, but then also just speech production. So, um, you know, there's a lot of dysarthria and a lot of speech issues that occur in many people with brain injury. And so teaching tone and singing would help bring back just the tone. It's interesting, you know, I had a couple patients who really struggled with the tone of their voice. They post brain injury had very deep monotone flat affect voices. And, you know, through the music, we were able to like kind of return some of that um, intonation into their speaking um, with singing. And you know, able to also return some fluidity to their speech with drumming and rhythm and and singing combined. So there's so many creative approaches to gaining those functions. So that is where I ended up doing a lot of co-treating with speech therapy. That was like our thing. They, speech would always look and be like, all right, when do you want to see this patient? <laughs> We're going to do it together today. Um, and it just really we're able to make gains by working together on our goals, like far more than if we were just trying to do our own thing separately. Um, We just saw really great progress utilizing the music in each of those. Um, And then, you know, things like OT, you know, getting fine motor, we would do a lot of piano playing, things like that, coordination, 
I'm sure you know this camper, but there was a camper who prior to his brain injury played the piano and loved it and was so good. And after his brain injury lost functioning in one of his hands. And so we really worked on strengthening that hand by playing the piano. And then we worked on just using one hand playing the piano. So that's a skill that he loved that he was able to get back. And I'm not sure if you were at camp the year that he played for the talent show, but literally tears were streaming down my eyes because I knew how hard he had worked to get that back. And he played this really difficult song with one hand, like incredible. But there's just so many ways that music can really access different parts of your brain, bring back some of those things that you loved prior and those skills and, you know, help with speech, help with coordination, rhythm, and just like endurance. So PT, there's a whole bunch of things they would have to do, exercises that really were difficult, especially, you know, if the patient was having a really rough day. And so I'd come down and sing with them while they're doing all these difficult exercises and, you know, kind of use the music therapy as a distraction to help them get through those difficult times. So That's awesome. lots and lots of ways. Music therapy can be there for them. Yeah. And even like for people without brain injuries, like the science behind how music can help, there's been studies. I was actually just reading a study about how music it's being studied on how it can help with focus and productivity where certain times of people will listen to music while they're working or studying or writing or exercising you know a lot of people almost everyone in the gym is wearing headphones and they're jamming to the song that they like because it keeps them going and so when music has so much power to just help anybody not just the notes and the rhythm and the feeling that music gives you but also the expression and the creativity and if you listen to a song that like you just feel like it really gets you in the heart you know it can affect your emotions and for those with brain injuries that have trouble processing emotion mm-hmm. I know that music is a way that if you listen to a song that can just be a part of it can help you to process through that and to sing out those words for yourself can just be something that can help. Yes, absolutely. I think also tagging onto that is just the increase in confidence and self-esteem through the music. So because, you know, you're empowered to kind of express yourself and regain some things that you felt maybe were lost permanently, you know, and just accessing that different part of yourself, I think can really contribute to that increase in self-esteem and confidence. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'm going to have to do another episode (laughs) just about music and brain injury because we could go on. But today we had, we got to focus in a little bit music therapy. Um, so just briefly, if somebody is like, okay, well, music therapy sounds like something that could be helpful. What are some things that a music therapist could specifically do to help a brain injury survivor? So I would have them look at, um, have the music therapist look at the goals that their speech therapist, occupational therapist, and physical therapist are working on. And then they can integrate the music into those. And like we said before, also allowing for that expression through the music to work through the trauma. I think that dual approach is probably the best way to utilize that music therapy for an individual with brain injury. And any board certified music therapist is going to be able to take those goals from other therapies and be creative 
in integrating the music into that. Perfect. That's great. So let's talk about Camp Cranium. Yes. So Lexi is the founder of Camp Cranium. And if you guys listened to episode one of this podcast, I talked about, and my mom uh, on that episode, we talked about in my story, how going to Camp Cranium helped me. And I've loved being able to go back and volunteer more recently. But do you want to just give a brief overview about what camp is? Sure. Yeah. So Camp Cranium was founded back in 2008 and really came out of my experiences at CHOP. I wanted there to be something after rehab, some support. So I started this camp and it's a medical camp for kids with brain injuries. It's held for one week each summer at Camp Victory, which is a medical camp facility in central Pennsylvania near Bloomsburg. And it's overnight and it's one week and it's just the best week of the entire year, in my opinion, (laughs) because it allows these children with brain injuries to come and just see that they are not alone. They are not the only one going through this horrific experience. They're not the only one to face these trials in life, that there are other people out there who understand and who get it. And I think that's like the most important thing that happens at camp is to realize that they're not alone. And then be able to provide this huge family, this support system for them moving forward. So at camp, we do all kinds of regular camp things that you would think of with camp, you know, art and music and cooking and fishing and dance and, you know, just campfires, anything you can think of that's at a regular camp, swimming, we do it all. And wheelchair accessible, wheelchair, walk climbing and yes, zip line. Climbing. Yes. Wheelchair accessible zip line. Yes. So we take those things that maybe parents or regular people think mm, post-brain injury, not going to happen. We laugh in the face of that and say, it's going to happen because we adapt it and really empower the kids to, you know, figure out like, listen, there have been these limitations that have been put on you, but you don't have to listen to them. There's ways around it. And we're going to empower you to accomplish this stuff and realize, you know, how much life there is still out there for you post-brain injury. And I think that's been the most incredible thing. You know, everybody at camp is so supportive of our campers. The rock wall is probably the best example of that. You know, kids are frightened and scared. Like, how am I ever going to climb up 35 feet (laughs) with one working arm and one working leg? They are pulling to the amount that they can pull. So it's tailored to each child going up the wall. So if they do have that strength, they are given the freedom to do that. If they need some assistance, they're given that assistance so that they can be successful and have that accomplishment under their belt. And just the amount of support, everyone's screaming and clapping for them and cheering them on. It's overwhelming emotionally to watch. It's a pretty incredible experience for them. And the zip line, you know, we get all of them up on the zip line and they get to like literally fly um, through the trees. <laughs> it's so awesome. They love it. Um, even kids who are like nervous, like, oh, should I do this? They love it. And we're always taking pictures of them capturing that look of like pure joy and elation as they're flying through the trees. So there's just so many instances at camp that really provide, you know, just opportunities for empowerment and self-esteem and confidence. But the main thing that I go back to is just those bonds that they create with their peers and um, the friendships that 
are there. And, you know, sometimes I've heard from a lot of kids that that is what gets them through the year. School can be hard and peers at school can be even more difficult and really can, you know, give some devastating blows to people's self-esteem. And then they come to camp and realize how incredible they are and what amazing human beings they are and that they do have worth and value and that they're loved. And that is what gets them through the more difficult times during this school year. Yeah. And it's amazing. It is (laughs) the biggest smiles. There's a one-to-one camper counselor ratio. So every camper is assigned their own counselor. A lot of the volunteers of the counselors are like med students or therapists or doctors on their own. And they, they take their week of vacation and they come to camp to be with these kids. So there's a full medical staff there. It's just, it's incredible. So uh, check them out, campcranium.org. That is the other thing I was going to say is having the parents know that their child's going to be taken care of for that whole week, that there is a solid staff of people with very deep knowledge of brain injury. And, you know, there's many families that have not left their children at all since their injury. And that just allows for some respite for the families and allowing that child to have some independence as well really helps. So yes, check it out. www.campcranium.org. Um, yes, it's every June. Every June and Camp Cranium is a nonprofit. So if you feel inclined to donate, you could donate on their website. They do. I can attest. They do amazing work for kids with brain injuries and empowering them to know that they can be anything they want to be. And it's beautiful. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lexi. Thanks for coming on here and sharing about music therapy and about camp. And I look forward to, I'll have to have you back on to do a music (laughs) episode in the future. (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Today, I'm welcoming Natasha Wilch to Hope Survives podcast I know that she has so many great things to share with you guys, and she is a PT. She also has specialized in functional neurology, in some sorts of functional neurology, and she is one of the founders of Concussion Compass. And so on this episode about treatment options, I'm going to ask her two things. First, she's going to talk about physical therapy and how it can actually help with brain injuries. And then second, we're going to dive into concussion compass and what that is. So welcome, Natasha. Thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah. I'm so excited for what you have to share. So first off, let's talk about PT. When you have a brain injury, sometimes your doctor will recommend physical therapy and I remember thinking like, what's my brain? Like, what can physical therapy do? Shouldn't I be in like cognitive therapy? Which I know that's a thing too, but how can physical therapy help with brain injuries? Oh, in so many ways. And so I love this question. Um, I feel like I always want to like kibosh the myths sometimes first, because I saw a post the other day that said, you know, if you want, here's what PT is. PT is heat, ice packs, tens, and massage. And it almost like broke my heart (laughs) because that couldn't be farther from the truth of what physical therapy is. And so I love that you're diving deeper into this and want to truly understand what our profession can do to help. So I think what's really important is understanding physical therapy has 
many different, I would say, subspecialties within our overarching profession. So when most people think of PT, they think of, you know, I hurt my neck or I hurt my back or I sprain my ankle and I'm going to go see my physical therapist. And most of those physical therapists fall into a branch called orthopedic physio. And when you have a concussion, for example, it is really important to connect with one because usually we have some neck issues that happen after a concussion. Um, when we think of the mechanism of how a concussion happens with that whiplashy acceleration deceleration piece, a physical therapist who does manual therapy or orthopedic physio is going to be very helpful in helping you with your neck issues, which could be causing headaches if you're dealing with headaches, could be leading to some of those foggy brain things you might feel. Um, they're also, depending on the therapist, really great at you know, balance and gait retraining and strengthening and all these different things that when you're recovering from any type of brain injury, whether it be concussion or severe, come into play. We also have vestibular physiotherapists. And so you see a lot of it, like you should revert to vestib PT. So basically your vestibular system is a system in your inner ears that helps you process acceleration, both rotationally and then like linearly, so transitionally. And so it also has plays a big role in, in cognition and dizziness and imbalance and all these different things. So it's a whole kind of subspecialty on its own. And so commonly with concussion and again, brain injury itself, you're going to connect with a vestibular PT. So they're going to help you if you feel like you're on a boat all the time, or if your world is unsteady, or, you know, if you get vertigo and your world is spinning around you, um, people need to understand that you don't need to live with those symptoms. We can help you with that. We also have neurological physiotherapists, and that's where kind of I started my career. And neurological physios are physios who have additional training in working with people with neurological diagnoses. So it's understanding those movement patterns more. It's understanding kind of how the nervous system works as a whole a bit more. So looking again, they do a ton of gait retraining, work significantly with people from mild to severe brain injury. If you have a movement disorder kind of component to your TBI, that would be who you wanted to connect with would be more a neuro PT. And then there's many physical therapists who kind of overlap in a bunch of domains. So if you think of myself, I was initially like trained as a neuro PT. And so I worked a lot with stroke and Parkinson's and MS, but then I also took vestibular rehab. And then I also took some orthopedic courses. And then I also took IMS and acupuncture. And now in the last two years, I've also added the functional neurology onto my scope of practice as well. So it gets tricky for someone who's trying to recover from a brain injury because your doctor says go see PT, but they don't really help you specify who or what you're looking for. And if you don't truly understand kind of what you're dealing with either or where those symptoms are coming from, like dizziness can come from your headaches. It can come from your neck. It can come from like other central issues. So if you don't understand what you're clearly looking for, it can be really confusing when you're trying to find a PT. Um, and so I just think it's, it's important to understand that if you've seen one physical therapist, you've seen one physical therapist. <laughs> you have That's a really good point, right? You haven't seen the profession and it might be that you saw an ortho PT, but maybe you needed to see a vestibular PT or vice versa. So we can help a lot with many different areas where your life becomes impacted because of the brain injury. That makes so much sense. And I like what you said about you've only seen one PT because I know that 
I've even had experience where I'll try some kind of therapy. I'll be like, well, that didn't work for me. That didn't work. It didn't help me. And over time, I've had to learn, well, maybe I should get a second opinion or maybe I should try a different situation or a different doctor or a different hospital or a different office. And it becomes exhausting as the brain injury survivor because it's like, oh, my gosh, another doctor another opinion and having to retell all your medical history to a new person over and over Mm -hmm. man if you're listening I feel you on that because it is hard but I will say it's worth it if you're struggling and your therapy is not helping or your doctor has said well that's all we can do sorry you know you're doing the best you can there's really nothing else we can do and they just try to help you deal with the symptoms instead of really working on getting them better, I would recommend possibly trying another approach or another side because every brain injury is different and there's no one size fits all. There's no one way to recover from a brain injury. I sometimes say to Christabel that um, because you'll get physicians or therapists that say, you know, this is as good as you're going to get. I hate that sentence. <laughs> they mean well though. Like, they do, like they tell me well, that. yeah, but I'm having headaches every single day. You know, like I'm doing well in general than what I was doing, yeah. but I, I want to do better. But sometimes I think of it as, and exactly, like it's not to be a slam against the therapist. Cause I think any, anyone who goes into healthcare goes into healthcare because we want to help people. That's, that's why we did it. Right. And I think sometimes that sentence gets said when the healthcare provider has exhausted their toolbox. So what I say to clients sometimes is, you know, if, if someone says that to you, it could just be that you have outgrown that provider and that is nothing against that provider whatsoever but it's just recognizing that that provider, like you, the season with that provider has passed. And now you need to find someone who has either a bit of exactly like you've said, a bit of a different skill set or more knowledge in a different area or the same area to move on and graduate to. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And that's where, I mean, that's where it comes back. Like, I, that's why I love PT and <laughs> me because, you know, we can, we look at that like orthopedic muscular component of things. We look, depending on the PT, we look at the brain-based side of things. We also, again, like not, or I personally, and most PTs too, but we'll educate on like the lifestyle of the habits of things as well, right? Like, you know, that when you're recovering from a brain injury, you can't dive into the way you used to live your life. You have to be able to make some modifications. And if you don't know what those modifications are though, how do you know what you can do to help kind of keep moving you forward? So, Yeah. So when it comes to physical therapy after brain injury, to just kind of sum it up succinctly, what are symptoms that PT could help with? So if someone's listening and they're like, well, well, should I even look into PT? What are some certain things that typically PT could help with? Um, dizziness, headaches, neck pain, balance issues, sensory issues. So feeling like your body's like not in itself or in a weird place or weird like tingling sensations, like your spatial awareness. So bumping into walls all the time, bumping into counters, chronic pain. So if you have a lot of pain, oh gosh, those, I'd say those are the ones that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. 
That's great. Thank you so much. So next, let's talk about Concussion Compass. What is it? Oh gosh, I love it. So I almost, I wanted to jump in earlier when you were like, this can be exhausting. You have to do all this stuff. So Concussion Compass is an online membership community and it was founded by myself and Molly Parker. And so Molly is also a doctor of physical therapy in the United States. Um, And she's going through and has gone through her own journey with post-concussion syndrome. And so we have a cross-border partnership because I'm Canadian. (laughs) Compass was created to take truly that experience that you've shared of like trying to research this on your own, trying to navigate it on your own and find the doctors, try to understand what the heck is happening. It is meant to save you from doing that by yourself. So it is, there's two components to the program. So we have the full program, which includes our foundations and mentorship section. And it is literally a bite-sized digestible video. So you don't have to sit in front of the screen forever to help you understand where your issue, what is the root cause of your issue? And then how can you address it? So that's done through a library of nine mini different short mini courses and self-assessments. And then we have our resource section. So once you've, you know, you've established what the issue is, what the root cause is, you know what you can do at home. But if we need to connect you to a physician, we have doctor locators in there. We have research papers that you can bring to your physicians. Um, we have a ton of resources. And then in addition to that, we also have our mentorship section. And that is where you get to connect live with myself and Molly three times a month and a guest expert once a month. And so in those live calls, for some of them, there's a teaching component. So we'll educate you on a a topic, but there is always the period for open floor Q&A where you can just ask us your questions. And this is where people will ask about Um, different providers or different paths they could take or a little bit deeper about their symptoms or life issues that comes up a lot too. And then we also have our private Facebook community for that full program. And our community is amazing. Like it is so uplifting, so inspirational and motivational. Like we, I have, I'm a giant dork at heart. And so we like, I will happy dance for people. <laughs> um, but it's this space where people can ask their questions. And I think one of the biggest things I'm seeing, Christabel, is people are heading into medical appointments now, confident that it's the right direction. And they're not having that feeling that you explained of like, Oh, I just don't know. Or I've seen this person. Like they're confident that based on what they've learned in the mini course, based on what they've learned in our calls, they're confident that they're taking that right step. They know their money is going towards something that's going to help them. And they're going into those appointments prepared. So that way, you know, they understand what this profession should do. They understand a bit of what this assessment might look like. And they ask questions if it's not going that way. Like the advocacy they have for themselves is astounding and they're all coming out of these appointments like this is what I learned like this was amazing thank you we talk about how to prepare for those appointments to get the most out of them to conserve your cognitive brain power so I could talk forever but truly okay let's see if I can submit let's see if I can make it succinct it is an online membership community for people living with post-concussion syndrome to really help you understand where you're at and how to move forward with a library of mini courses and resources and mentorship so you don't have to do them all. 
the flip of that is we actually recognize that family members want to be able to support people as well. So for our foundations program, which is the nine mini courses, that's going to be up to 10 very shortly here and resources. That section is open to family members as well. So yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I love that resource. I know people who've been in it that have nothing but amazing things to say about it. And it's new. It's relatively new. And so this is a resource that is out there for you. And when putting together this episode about treatments and resource options, I wanted to make sure to talk to Natasha and get you guys this information because, you know, it might not be a fit for everybody, but it could be a fit for someone. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for sharing, Natasha. Thank you. I'm it's Yeah, I love it. And it's exciting. And I get to meet so many awesome people. (laughs) Yeah, that's so great. So yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. And I'll definitely have to have you back again in the future. Anytime. (laughs) Thank you. So this episode is releasing here at the beginning of December. And you know what that means? It's the beginning of the holiday season. And for those with brain injuries, that can be kind of tough. And so Natasha is actually doing a really, really cool thing. She's doing a call to help with stress for the holidays. And so the registration link for that will be in the show notes. And I've asked her to share a little bit about that here. So Natasha is going to talk to you guys about that now. So on December 9th, Molly and I have come together and we're hosting a free Navigating the Holidays with Concussion coaching call. We recognize that people so much want to be involved in the holidays and do the things and all the traditions, but living with concussion symptoms can obviously make this more challenging. And we want to teach people the tips and the strategies so that they can truly be a part of their holidays and enjoy it and not just make it through it. So this coaching call is going to be December 9th at 12 p.m. Pacific time, and we are going to talk about how to pace out your holiday commitments, how you can attend and enjoy and manage that holiday event, talking to family and friends and communicating with them about this season and your expectations and what you can do, as well as talk about Christmas shopping. So we are so excited for everyone to join us. It is free for anyone living with concussion, family members who are supporting people with concussion, or people, healthcare providers working with people with concussion. We just want to be able to help people get through this holiday season, enjoy it, have laughs and make some new memories. Thank you for listening to Hope Survives Brain Injury Podcast. I hope this episode was able to encourage you in some way. To get in touch with me, you can connect on social media. The page Hope After Head Injury on Facebook does have a message option if you'd like to message me. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Christabel Braden is my page and at Hope After Head Injury is the Hope After Head Injury page. My website, ChristabelBraden.com or HopeAfterHeadInjury.com, as well as join our support group on Facebook. All the links will be in the show's description, and we hope to see you next time on Hope Survives.